This episode of The Minimalists is brought to you by nobody, because advertisements suck. The Minimalists. <laughs> Every little thing you think that you need. Every little thing you think that you need. Every little thing that's just feeding your greed Oh, I bet that you'd be fine without it Welcome to The Minimalist Podcast, where we discuss what it means to live a meaningful life with less. My name is Joshua Fields Milburn. And I'm Ryan Nicodemus, and together we are The Minimalists. Ryan, you ever feel like you're too busy? Um, I don't know. Sometimes, I guess. Yeah, don't we all? Yeah. Today, we're going to talk about the problem... With busyness. Mm. We're talking about how to better manage our time. We were supposed to have a, a guest here today. Eve could not make it. This is actually the second time she <clears throat> canceled on us. So um, actually, I think it was like last minute, at middle of the night, right? In the darkness of night. That's right. But uh, totally, totally understand. It's fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But the reason I wanted to keep doing this episode is because I realized that over the last decade, 11, 12 years really, I've become an expert on busyness. I'm an expert at very few things. Mm. But if there's one thing I have a deep understanding about, it's being busy and also, the flip side of the coin, not being busy. Mm. I'm going to start with a question from Tim from Twitter. He said, why can't we ever seem to get ahead of our to-do lists? Man, I think, I think we're going to like die with many things on a to-do list. I mean, it's it's impossible to do everything. Bury me with my to-do list. <laughs> that's the last checkbox on the to-do list. We should make the uh, the Patreon, the Maximal episode, That that's the title, Bury Me With My To-Do List. Yeah. You, you know, it, there's the, always stuff to do. <clears throat> right, you know, you know, I don't have a to-do list. Right, you have a today list. I have a today list, and I also have a someday list. Mm-hmm. I was just looking at both this morning, and here are the few things I want to accomplish today. I was looking at that, and then I moved one or two things to my someday list. And I, when I went into that someday list, I went and deleted like a bunch of things. Like, why is this still on here? I don't want to do this someday. Yeah. And so, <laughs> it reminds me of my. I have a recommendation list. So anyone brings up anytime anyone brings up anything, whether it's like, hey, you should see this random place this right. random city right have you considered watching should, porn yeah you should go to this random museum you should check out this yeah this random porn whatever it is <clears throat> like i'll write it down for recommendations and i was looking at that and uh i have to go in there t- and because like there's so many recommendations like i will never do every single one of those <laughs> recommendations it's like books to read movies to see places to eat places to visit yeah. yeah well and here's here's the difference if you don't feel obligated then it's just a collection for me my someday mm. list is a collection mm. of potential things if i've run out of things to do and want something to do then here it's a i want to watch that movie or i want to uh, i want to work on this project or work on this proposal or whatever it might be but i don't feel obligated and the same with the recommendation list i have a, a list similar to that it's an essay ideas list mm. in fact on, that too yeah. on the maximal episode today i'm going to talk about a couple of those essay ideas that i haven't written yet but i want to i want to talk them through with you mm. because maybe we'll sort of write them aloud on the private podcast but uh, the essay list for me is just this i don't know what's the word sean repository that it's a dumping ground a landfill of ideas i hate ideas by the way ideas are the worst <laughs> 
and, and so the reason I have these sort of notepads and, and all the things is to like get rid of the ideas, not to heap them onto my calendar, my obligation list. We did a, a episode about obligations recently. You can go back and check that out. We'll put a link to the obligations episode in the show notes. But here's the thing about busyness, Tim. Why can't we get ahead of our to-do lists? Well, it's because of the to-do list. The to-do list isn't the problem. If you get or, the, I'm sorry, the to-do list is the problem. Yeah. It's not the, the fact that you want to do certain things or that you have... Um, the, let me just get back. Let me, let me step back for a second. The problem is the fact that we are obligated by our to-do list. Mm-hmm. And often, what's on our to-do list, Ryan? It's everyone else's expectations mm. of us. So what you're saying is, is throw out the to-do list. That's what Tim should do. Well, I, I'm, I'm not... If I, you have no to-do list, then you have no to-do list to not complete. <laughs> well, maybe here's... I remember I was doing an episode of Minimalism Today. It's this little solo project I've been working on. I was talking to someone. She said... He, she talked about what her, was on her struggle list. Mm. I'm like, that's a fascinating way to put it. You have a struggle list. What's on your thriving list? Mm. Oh, I don't have one of those. Mm. Oh, so you have a, a, a thing that you struggle. And our to-do list in many ways is simply a struggle, a struggle list. struggle list, yeah. Here are the things we're going to struggle through. Now, what are, what are the hidden to-do lists that we have, Ryan? Mm. We have our email. That's the number one hidden yeah. to-do list. I was just talking to Cal Newport this week. He has a new book coming out called A World Without Email. We're going to get him back on the podcast to discuss that because I'm, I'm endlessly fascinated by that because what is email? Mm-hmm. It's everyone else's to-do list. All It's a repository of everyone else's to-do list mm. thrust upon me whenever I feel the need to check it. Yeah. And the reason I don't have email on my phone mm-hmm. is because at any moment, Someone else's expectation can totally screw up my day. Mm. This happened to me yesterday, Ryan. Hmm. It wasn't on my phone. I was checking my email on the computer, and we got a... By the way, this past week is one of the weeks where you might... I might actually say this week that we're recording this. We're recording this on a Friday. I was borderline busy for the first time in a long time, Mm. and I don't like that. Mm. And I'm going to explain the difference between busy and focused Mm -hmm. in a moment, but I was a, a little bit busy, and why was I why was I busy? Well, it was because I let other people's expectations mm. dictate my day. Yeah. What is busyness anyway? Busyness mm. just means that we have a bunch of deadlines. We have a bunch of things to do mm-hmm. by a certain deadline. Yeah. Now, a deadline can be a, some, something as simple as, oh, I have to have dinner with Mark at 7 p.m. That's a deadline, mm-hmm. isn't it? Like, you, you have sure. that on your calendar. Yeah. Um, another deadline could be, oh, I need to turn in the eighth draft of Love People Use Things, which I turned in last night at about 11 p.m. Mm. And it was 868 edits. And our publisher uh, was really, really adamant about finishing this on uh, within a particular timeline. I wasn't able to do it in a timeline. And so what happened? I felt the extra demand of someone else's expectation Mm. now i welcome that into my world that was my fault it wasn't someone else's fault it's my accepting Mm -hmm. someone else's expectation is when it makes itself on to my busy list which is probably a better way Mm. to describe a to-do list yeah for sure here's the thing about being busy whenever i say i'm busy Mm -hmm. i'm really saying my life is out of control Mm. you can tweet that podcast sean um, I just did this video. It's on our YouTube channel. 
Jordan and I have been working on this series, and I had a lot of fun with this. This might have been your best or second best one so far. It's called Let's Talk About Being Busy. And the series is called Let's Talk About Less. Let's talk about less, baby. Let's talk about you and me. We should totally come up with that. Let's the, talk about all the things on that to-do list. Let's get Weird Al Yankovic to <laughs> is he still around? help us write May this. May he rest in peace. <laughs> Good God. He's alive. <laughs> alive and, and well. well. Yeah, so um, let's talk about being busy. There's this video, and we recorded it in this abandoned, not abandoned, this empty, it looked abandoned, this empty office space. And Jordan did a great job with all these background sounds of phones and 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 all the sounds of busyness. Because mm. when you think of busy, what 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 images and sounds does it conjure, Ryan? Mm. Oh, I just I think of someone like running around and like you know with a cup of coffee and it's like spilling everywhere and yes, they're yeah running from office to office or yeah I don't know or they're out doing a bunch of errands because oh. I know like that's when I feel busy. When okay. I when I like have to I don't know do the dry cleaning and wash the car and you know I like let everything build up to like one day of uh-huh. these you know things that we all have to do mm-hmm. and then I'm like oh like I'm busy today with yeah. errands K- yeah. and so what you're describing with the guy spilling the coffee or or running around from place to place to place to place is chaos mm-hmm. it's. And so a to-do list or busyness mm-hmm. is really a description of chaos. When yeah. I say my life is out of control when I'm busy, mm-hmm. well, what's the alternative? Mm-hmm. It's to be focused. And really, that's what the video, the Let's Talk About Being Busy video is about. Let's put a link to that in the show notes, Sean, so people can check it out. But fundamentally, the thesis of that is it, it, Henry, Henry David Thoreau said, it's not enough to be busy. The question is, what are you busy about? That's yeah. a paraphrase. It's not an exact quote. But... If I were to append that message, I would basically say it's not enough to be busy. The question is, what are you focused on? Because I, most of the time, I'm very focused, mm. whether it's writing or recording a podcast. We're very focused right now. Mm-hmm. I don't feel busy mm-hmm. right now. I really enjoy doing these podcasts, especially when it's just me and you without a guest. Yeah, I, I enjoy those a lot. It doesn't feel busy to me, although it apes the form of busyness because sure. I'm doing something. Yeah, But here's the difference. I don't have to do this. Mm. I get to do this. You're busy only when you have to do a bunch of things. Yeah. The car wash thing that you just said didn't resonate with me because I really enjoy getting my car you washed. Lo- yeah, like ironing. <laughs> ironing is great. I yeah. ironed a shirt two days ago. Right, just it for was, fun. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't even wrinkled. <laughs> it wasn't even my shirt. It was a random person. That's I stole funny. their shirt. I took it home. <laughs> Ironed it and gave it back to him. Yeah, it was really nice. They, uh, it's funny you said something. So, yeah, so like this apes the form of busy, but then, you know, busy apes the form of productivity, right? Oh, like yes. Busyness apes the form of, uh, yeah, a productivity. I'll just well, leave, we'll, I'll leave we'll talk that. about productivity on the maximum. We got some great questions to answer because, Ryan, you're absolutely right. The productivity thing, the efficiency thing, we're going to talk about those. What are some of the differences mm. as well? But, on this minimal episode, I really want to get into a few of the questions we have here. The first one is from Sherry in Los Angeles. We talk about minimalism in terms of having less things, but what about having less to do in terms of having more time? What do you suggest in terms of freeing up time so that we, so that people feel they have a more balanced lifestyle that brings them purpose and joy? 
So Sherry brings up a good point. We're talking about minimalism. We often talk about the stuff, right? the decluttering. But today we're kind of talking about decluttering our calendars mm. in a way. Yeah. But I want to do so in a non-prescriptive way, although we can talk about some of the how-tos. Mm-hmm. And I think fundamentally they can help in terms of time management. Mm. But I also don't think we have a problem with well, if I just get seven more tools, now all of a sudden I'm going to manage my time better. Right. Uh, she talks about having less stuff, but then also wanting to have less to do because she wants what more, more time. time. Yeah, that's why I was really interested in minimalism. Right, because our lives were so full of busy mm-hmm. into dos that we were out of control. And, and now that you've gotten rid of the excess stuff, Ryan actually has more time. He has about 43 hours a day now. Right. <laughs> it, but the weird thing is it can feel that way sometimes. Sure. Because time is, is this weird thing. Of course, we have only the same 24 hours in a day. So, no, I can't give you more time mm, in a day. Yeah. And so that's not what you mean. How do I? Of course but, not. Yeah, no, it's, it's I have more time to uh, focus on the things I want to focus on. Exactly. Or maybe it's more time to uh, relax or meditate, whatever it is. But yeah, I mean, when you, and it's funny because it starts off, like when we were working in the corporate world, it started off with doing like a 40 hour a week job, eight hours a day for five days, and then you get promoted. And then you're like, oh, okay, maybe I'm going to work nine or 10 hours. Uh And then you get promoted again. And now you're responsible, you know, then I was responsible for other people. So then, uh, you know, you have to start saying yes to everything. And then in the retail world, you have to be available from when the stores open to when the stores close. So it's like this slow progression of saying yes to everything and and taking advantage of every promotion that gets thrown in front of you. And then you end up overworked. Mm -hmm. And that's when we start asking, well, that what Sherry was asking, we start asking ourselves about work-life balance. Yes. But again, and we've talked about this the last couple podcasts about there is no such thing, like you're overworked. Right. We hear that a lot. No one ever calls in and they're like, you know what? I am overlifed. Right. And And I really need to figure out this work-life balance thing. So when someone asks about work-life balance, I hear them saying, hey, I'm overworked. And I need to figure out how to get more life and less work. Yes. And even if it's not work, work in the sense of vocation, it's all these other things we associate with the chaos that you mentioned earlier, Mm. whether it's the car cleaning or the ironing or doing the laundry or cleaning the house or taking the kids to school or packing Mm. the lunches, whatever it might be. Mm -hmm. You know, some of the busiest people I know are stay at home moms. Right. Because Mm. it's. They're forced to have other people, these people that they produced, but yeah. they're still other people. They have their obligations on their plate. And so they're saying yes to everything, as you just said. But even for the stay-at-home mom, I've talked to Bex about this. Uh, you know, Bex is a stay-at-home mom, but she also works from home as well. So there's mm-hmm. a hybrid sort of thing going on there. But we don't have to say yes to everything that our kids demand of us either. Right, And I think... We say yes to everything. Why? Well, because we're afraid. Mm. We say yes to everything. That's all busyness really is, yeah. is saying yes to too many things. We don't want to let people down. It's funny. This makes me think about all the surprise questions we have. A lot of them have to do with, in one way or another, other people's expectations. Yes. And so, yeah, when we say yes to everything, we kind of hurt ourselves, but you know, we're, we're going to be there for someone and we're not going to let them down. Mm-hmm. Well, 
you know, if you focus on not letting everyone in your life down, you start to let yourself down. Ooh, you could tweet that podcast, Sean. Well, you might want to reword that a little bit and, and, and tweet it, Sean. <laughs> he'll, he'll make it pretty for yeah, you. Yeah, thank you so much. So the saying <laughs> yes to everything is what fills our days. And then what do we do? We start looking for what? Tools and methods to fix our busy lives. Mm. You well, just have to get the, you just have to get the perfect calendar. <laughs> right. The and, perfect calendar app. <laughs> and I'm sorry, but a Franklin planner is not going to fix <laughs> your busy life. Podcast Sean, I apologize. He still uses a Franklin planner. <laughs> I love it. Um, yeah, and by the way, it's not that those things are wrong or using I use the calendar on my phone. I use Google Calendar, whatever. Like those things are fine, but it's quixotic to think that adding more is going to help us do Less. Yeah. The Blackberry, remember when we brought the Blackberry into our corporate lives? Oh it was God. supposed to save us one to two hours a day. Well, what it really did was it put me on call like a doctor. Yeah. And I wasn't saving any time, but I was trying to pretend like I was saving people's lives or something because I was constantly glued to that productivity machine. Yeah. Well, it's funny. Yeah, I used to like tell people, well, it saves you an hour a day or two hours a day because you know, while you're in the waiting room at mm-hmm. the doctor's office, you know, you got to wait there for 30 minutes. You could catch up on some work, mm-hmm. but you're right. Like it, if anything, it's adding time to your day. It's not taking away. So the fear thing, right? I want to, mm. I want to get back to that because mm-hmm. we're saying yes to everything because we fear something. Like you said, we don't want to let other people down. What, what is the fear behind that? Mm-hmm. The fear is, well, I'm the fear. I fear losing love yeah. or friendship, or I, I fear that I, 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 projected this image this identity of myself and i fear i can't live up to it and what will that mean if the rest of the world perceives me in a way different from the way i've projected to the world well that just means i've been lying to the world Mm. if i've put together this image of the infallible highly productive human the well-balanced man or woman Mm -hmm. then i was lying to the world and why was I lying to the world? It wasn't intentional. It's because I was lying to myself. Yeah. We lie to ourselves when we say, I can get all of these things done. Mm. Why, how else do we lie to ourselves? We lie to ourselves because we say, once I get these things done, then I'll be happy. Mm. If I just get the to-do list complete, well, then I'll be more complete myself. Mm. Like I said, this week had been a bit, quote, busy for me Mm -hmm. because I was focused on a few too many things, too many other people's expectations. I'll give you an example. One is we're moving to a new studio space. So I've been negotiating a lease with a realtor and a landlord. I went all over the place looking for a new studio space for us, Mm -hmm. found us a great spot doing uh, a negotiation with them this week. That took a lot of time reading over contracts and and, and asking for a specific price, et cetera. Mm -hmm. So that back and forth was yeah. A little bit of uh, uh, commitment, right? It took it took some time. Mm. By itself, totally fine. Not a big deal. Didn't mm-hmm. fill up my calendar, really. Right. But then you, you lump in, the publisher comes back to me at the same time, and they're like, well, um, we need this back by this date. And I'm like, well, I can't ever do it by this date. How about this date? And they're like, I don't know. I'm like, I don't even know if I can get it done by that date. And so I'm letting, all of a sudden, now someone else's expectation is, yeah. Hey, can you review this lease and can you go over this new draft of the book with 868 changes in it? And it's like, okay, I can, I think I can do these two things. Oh, but then Ryan and I have a speaking gig. Mm. Okay. And then we have this other thing. Yeah. And it's like, well, wait a minute. 
I've said yes to a lot of things that it's okay to say yes to, mm -hmm. but it may be a protracted time frame. Yeah. Because all of these things on their own, to, to quote Derek Sivers, were hell yeahs. Yes. Because Derek Sivers is hell yeah or no. Right. Put a link to that uh, blog post in the show notes, please, Sean. I mean, if you want to really understand your, your priorities, it's hell yeah or no. And most of the things on our to-do list are just, eh, or yeah, guess. Mm -hmm. It doesn't make it to my to-do list if it's a yeah, I guess. Yeah. And then, so we, we had quite a few things going on, and we had someone literally at 11.59 p.m. cancel on our podcast, and it's like, oh, oh now do I, we have to figure out how to do podcast show notes within a, a three-hour, and, and so like, it was just too much. Mm. And so we step back and say, well, wait, what am I afraid of here? Yeah. If I say, well, this is going to have to wait a week. That's going to have to wait a month. I'm going to have to say no to this. What am I afraid of? Yeah. No m new tools are mm. going to help me with that. No. Only thing that's really going to help me is understanding that it's been frantic for 40 years. Mm. And it will continue to be frantic because of the to-do list. Yeah. Not because I'm better managing it with the appropriate calendars and apps and phones and devices and, and tablets. Those things... At, they complicate, literally, right? They, they complect our lives. They interweave more complexity into our life. Mm. What does that do? It just makes us more busy. Now, I love what you said about work-life balance, Ryan, because right after she said work-life balance, she said living a life with more purpose and joy. Mm. We never ask for more joy, peace, balance, right? Like, right. Uh, you know, I just have a little bit too much joy this week, and so maybe I could extend that to next week mm -hmm. well no it's the to-do list that is getting in the way of the joy yeah all the things that are on the to-do list you are complete without them yeah and so those things whether they're physical things or the things on your calendar mm. i want them to enhance augment amplify my experience of life i really enjoy doing these podcasts with you mm. they enhance my life mm. I don't have to do this, though. I right. get to do this. Yeah, absolutely. And that's a wonderful place to be. Yeah. But yeah, Sherry, if you want to minimize your to-do list, you've got to say no more. And some, you know, it's, it's funny because I don't know which is harder to tell yourself no. Like when I think about how uh, I play guitar, I, you know, do some like Spanish classes. Uh, I like to write music. Uh, I play saxophone. I can't do it all at once. So like I have to tell myself, I have to be honest with myself and be like, oh, it's okay that I enjoy these hobbies, but I'm not going to be a professional saxophone player. I'm not going to, you know, speak the best Spanish. So I'm, I'm telling myself no in the sense of I'm accepting my own limitations, uh, but I can still dabble with those things when I have time to do that. And that's okay. Where I think sometimes we we don't tell ourselves no and we kind of take on too much. Mm -hmm. And then you add to that other people's expectations mm -hmm. and to-dos that they want you to do. It's hard to tell them no. But yeah, it's like it's funny because I can see where I don't I can see where it would be harder to tell yourself no than it would be other people no. Well, because everyone you know, and this is gonna be a hard pill to swallow, mm. everyone you know expects something from you. Sure. They have expectations. And you are not obligated. You're not responsible. There is no responsibility 
for their expectations. Mm -hmm. You know what I say yes to aggressively, Ryan? Hmm. I say yes a lot to something. I say yes to an empty calendar. Mm. And so it's not just me saying no to you or if someone invites me over for dinner or whatever, I usually am saying yes to having nothing on my calendar because an empty calendar mm. is real freedom. Mm-hmm. And I think you can tweet that podcast, Sean. Mm. So it's a good one. Because what is that really? My, what's on my calendar are my hell yes. And my mm. hell yes are my priorities. And speaking of priorities, Sherry, I'm going to send you a copy of our book, Essential. It's an essay collection that Ryan and I wrote. It's 150 different essays about intentional living. Uh, there's 12 different areas of intentional living. Two of those chapters, so it's 12 different, different chapters. Two of those chapters, I think, will really stand out to you, Sherry. There's a success chapter, which we talk about redefining success. But more importantly, the priorities chapter in Essential. So if you like our podcast, we think you'll enjoy the audiobook version of Essential Essays by the Minimalists. Or if you want the book book or the ebook, we're happy to send those to you as well. Ryan, what time is it? You know what time it is. It is time for our lightning round where we answer your text messages. You can text your questions and comments to 937-202-4654. Yes, indeed. Did you know those texts go to both of our phones? And we even dip in there and respond to people personally. We respond to some folks on the podcast as well. Now, during the lightning round, this is where Ryan and I do our best to answer questions with a short, shareable, less than 140-character response. We call them minimal maxims. By the way, you can find all of our Minimal Maxims in the show notes or over at MinimalMaxims.com. Adam Sutherland has a question for us. What can someone do if they feel they're too busy to figure out how to become less busy? Now, the, <laughs> the, this, there's a Freudian slip here in this question, right? Because really what the question I think he's positing is uh, when he says, what can someone do to become less busy? Is really what he means. Well, yeah. But, I, but he's yeah. saying they're too busy to figure out how to become less busy. Right. Like they don't have enough time to figure out yes. how to become less busy. Let me give you a pithy answer. Maybe we can unpack it, Ryan. Mm. We are too busy only because we don't understand why we are busy. Yeah. So. Totally agree. I think quite often we never even stop to consider less with respect to our stuff, our physical possessions. But our calendars, our busyness in our society is what? It's a status symbol. Mm. It is the new BMW <laughs> is being busy. Who was the guy, the CEO, 30 years old, and he was like, they wrote this whole article on him. I forget what magazine, but he was bragging about essentially working 20 hours a day, getting four oh, hours yeah. of sleep. I, I wrote an essay about him. Uh, yeah. Aaron Levi, I think his name is. I wonder how he's doing these days. Yeah, I, I don't know. My guess, I, clearly that wasn't sustainable. So, right. so you know, hopefully he he steered out of the chaos, right? Yeah. And found, and or I maybe he's superhuman. Who knows? No, he's not. And that's <laughs> the thing, right? The, and by the way, he's not even human, right? It, because that all of that stuff, it, that's not how humans behave. Mm. We didn't evolve over the last 200 to 300,000 years to have full calendars full of notifications and yeah. and and tweets and I mean I went through the whole thing on that video with Jordan the uh, let's talk about being busy video you did a great job with those graphics really making even the screen busy the noise was busy the telephones ringing the fax machines going whatever was going on the crowd the noise the chaos and his life was filled with chaos we didn't evolve for that kind of chaos and yeah. so we did evolve to 
to fear real danger. Mm -hmm. So if you're going to get eaten by an apex predator, mm -hmm. but now our calendar has turned into the biggest apex predator in our right. lives. And of course, so we're running away from our calendars. Yeah. And in fact, we are too busy to figure out how to become less busy. I have mm. one more pithy thing for you, Ryan. We are too busy because we have too much time. Ooh. Can I talk about that? I mean, we all have the same amount of time, but I guess my 42 hours in a day is too much time. <laughs> <laughs> Here's what I mean. Yeah, what do you mean? The average lifespan, you're going to live to about 80, right? And I'm so going to live to 150, Josh. Let's assume you live the, the average length of a person. You're going to live to about 80. You're halfway there right now, oh right? Oh, my God. Okay, but let's say that we cut your lifespan in half. Mm -hmm. Now I'm, I'll be dead today. Well, no, you'd be <laughs> dead in about six months. Okay. Would you be doing all the same busy, chaotic things mm. if you had only six months left? Or what if, what if we had only 20 or 25 years on, on this earth? Would we be filling our lives? No, what we do is because we think we're going to live to 80, mm -hmm. that's so far off to us, yeah. it's functionally infinite. Right. It's this hypothetical future. By the way, it all happened so fast. I'll be 40 this year, mm -hmm. and I remember being three. It was not that long ago. Yeah. And, and so it just happens so fast, but we have so much time because we have so much, it's like if you had unlimited money, mm -hmm. you would waste it. Right. We often think we have unlimited time. So we are too busy because we have too much time. Ooh. Going back to my previous pithy answer here, we don't understand why we are busy. You understand how you are busy. You understand yeah. what you're busy with. You understand who you're busy with. But you, there's a good chance you don't understand why you're busy. You're busy because you're afraid to slow down. Mm. My pithy answer is this. Busy is an excuse, not a lifestyle. I love that. So, Adam, you know, it sounds like you have a busy lifestyle or you're pretending that you have a busy lifestyle. Mm. And I would just challenge you and say, you know, look in the mirror and, and, and you know, be honest with yourself and kind of see that you're really using it as an excuse, which is okay. We're not, we're not here to busy shame anyone. No. We're, just, we're just here to get to the truth. Indeed. Well, we do have a bunch more to talk about. Ryan, I think I have my favorite right here, right now segment that we've ever done on this podcast coming up. I'm truly excited to discuss this right here, right now. But first... But first, here are some voicemail comments and insights from our listeners. Check them out. Hi, Minimalists. This is Beth from Chicago, and I was calling in with a tip. This could be for clothing, but also anything else, and I'll explain. So when it comes to clothing... Um, my rule is this, if I would rather go in to my hamper and rewear a piece of item that's dirty than get a like item out of the closet, so maybe it's a pair of jeans, then it's time for the jeans in the closet to go. So maybe that means just buying three pairs of my favorite ones and get rid of the rest, and that's good with me. So how that applies to other things, so maybe um, uh, items like shampoo, if you get done with a bottle and you go out and buy that same one again rather than using all the other half-used ones in your closet, time to go. And same with maybe a pot or a pan. If that one breaks and you're going to go out and rebuy that same one instead of using ones that you already have that are the similar size, then it's time for those ones to go as well. Hi, this is Molly from Salt Lake City. I'm calling with a tip regarding managing 
the collecting impulse. One strategy I have used is to make friends with people who share the same hobby or collection and do regular exchanges with them. So you get the thrill of having a new item, but then when the thrill wears off, you just return it to the other owner and you can get another new item when you get it back. All right, y'all. Thanks again to our special guest. We're sponsored this week by water. (laughs) Drink it today. (laughs) <laughs> Actually, we're sponsored by you, so thank you if you are one of our oh, supporters. Man. Yeah, There are 6,000 or so of you, and we're really grateful for your support. Ryan, for our added value this week, speaking of people pretending to be busy, which mm-hmm. is, by the way, all we're all really doing, none yeah. of us are saving the world. If you are, you're, you're probably not listening to this podcast. Mm. It's okay. Let's admit, let's admit the truth here. Mm-hmm. But let, we often pretend that we're being busy. And so my added value this week, in fact, this is your homework for everyone listening to this. I want you to go watch Fake Famous. It's on HBO. It's a documentary. And they take th- this guy, this New York Times reporter, takes three people who they just put an ad out that says, do you want to be famous? And they, they interview a bunch of people and they find three people and they help them become fake famous mm. on Instagram. Oh, wow. And I'm not going to give it away uh, because there are some twists and it's only about an hour or so long. It's a great illustration of, well, what an influencer really is. In fact, I want to do a, the reason it's a homework assignment for you listening to this is I want to do a whole podcast episode about influencers. I want to be an outfluencer. Uh, so so the, the influencer thing is fascinating because really what influencers are, you learn this in this film, Influencer is just a fancy new word to say infomercial spokesperson. Mm. When you think about influencers, that's because they're, they're not influential. Not, not, yeah. And by the way, there's this measurement of influence. I, I'll, we'll talk about it when we do an episode about it, but Fake Famous on HBO, phenomenal documentary. I can't wait to check this out. You'll, you'll really enjoy it because it shows, well, it shows the, the facade, well, the, the crumbling of everything behind the facade of fame. I have to put it on my to-watch list. (laughs) (laughs) As long as you don't put it on your to-do list. Uh, Real quick, for right here, right now, here's the thing I'm excited about, Ryan. Here's one thing that's going on in the life of the minimalists. Oh, yeah. Uh, Two days ago, I signed up for Clubhouse. Oh, man, you're so cool and hip. Well, you're on Clubhouse, and I didn't know. Here's the thing. I and I didn't have an invite. I couldn't get an invite. I'm like, how do I get an invite? I'm oh, texting you should have friends. asked me. You should have told me you were on Clubhouse. Come on, Sean. We had this. You were here when we were talking about it. I told you I was on there. It doesn't matter. I'm glad you're on it now. I've I've done a couple. Actually, that's not true. I've done one room, mm-hmm. and it was uh, part of the men's team thing that I'm part of. It was this man who has his own men's team going on and he was like hey will you join me for this discussion with this circle of men Mm -hmm. about uh commitments and it was good it was fun i love it how it's audio only um because i was like literally making coffee (laughs) and like muting myself as we were talking yeah um which is yeah it's kind of cool to be able to like uh, i don't know i i feel like i have better conversations when i can pace so yeah it's really good it's it's a pretty cool platform so I don't know exactly what I want to use it for. Yes. Um, and I haven't got on there even to really go into other rooms and see what other people are using it for. I've only been on when people invite me. So what are you excited to use it for? I love that question. What am I, because I am more excited about this app than, 
I'm as excited about this as I was about Twitter in 2008 when I joined Twitter. Mm. Because, I, and by the way, I think this will be one of the biggest social media apps in the world uh, soon. It's it's invite only currently. Yeah. By the time this comes out, I don't even know if it's available for Android phones yet. Yeah. And and so people are asking me like, well, how do I how do I find it? Or they're tweeting me, what is Clubhouse? I'm like, I'm not Google. You can Google like what is Clubhouse, right? right? But it is. The way I can describe it is it is an audio-only platform. It sort of augments podcasts the way Twitter augments blogs. It is to podcast what Twitter was to blogs a huh. decade and a half ago. Interesting. Yeah, it's to me, I, I would describe it as a live stream audio-only service. Yeah, so yeah. this is before our time, but old party lines where people... Yeah. When, you were, when you had a home phone, a landline phone... In your house, and there are two of them. You could listen on like your dad's conversations when yeah. you were growing up, and right. you could sneak in. This is. Sort I mean, of I that. never did that, but you didn't. But you could, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> My dad was not talking about anything interesting. Uh, that's probably true. Well, you could sneak in on your mom's conversation. She was definitely <laughs> talking about yeah, everything. It was, it was me and the cops listening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, th- I do kind of feel that way. Like I'm listening uh. in to some conversations where I maybe shouldn't be listening. Sometimes it feels mm. that way. Anyway, it's like this old this party line. So you can have a bunch of people in a room, or you can have really small rooms, and it's. It's simultaneously synchronous and asynchronous. Synchronous means you and I speaking like on a phone together, right? Yeah. But it's asynchronous because you can you and I can speak on the phone together in different locations, but in front of a large audience. Right. So it could be me and you and Joshua Becker and Jordan No More and Jess Ness Williams and Courtney Carver all in one room speaking, the five of us. Yeah. But then we could have five thousand people listening as well at the same time. Yeah. It makes me uh it makes me think of our quarantine conversations and how it's like a live quarantine conversation. When we when we were doing our quality conversations, what are we calling them now? Uh, well, yeah, there there were quality conversations. Yeah, quality conversations. There's Fifty yeah. of those over on our Patreon. Yeah, no, it's a it's a it's a unique app. I will say the like uh, when I got off that phone call, mm-hmm. or is it a phone call? Whatever that clubhouse r- chat room, whatever you want to call right. it. When I exited out of there, I just briefly went through to see what people were using it for, just yes. to see the names of the rooms. Uh huh. And it just cracks me up because like half of them. Like, at least when I was on there, it was all like, how to grow your Instagram following, how to grow your, how to, you know. It was oh, like, I don't care about any of that. Yeah, yeah I know. It's, dude, it's it was nonsense. Like, so there's a, there's, there's going to be, because there are no gatekeepers. Course, yeah, of course it's going to be nonsense. Yeah. Right. But it just seems like it's a lot of, uh, yeah, there's some quality stuff on, well, it's just like anything else, right? Uh-huh. Without gatekeepers. Like, just half of it's quality, the other half of it, you're like, what? Here, listen to me, and I'll show you how to grow your audience with whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So you curate the people you follow. Here's a, there's one there's one reason I joined is mm. Kapil Gupta joined, mm. and so he did a room last night, and Bex and I'll I were to, in there. To find him on there. Bex is in a different state. You know, she's up in Montana right now. But her and I were like connecting through this, like because we're listening to Kapil. He's in there by himself. He's not communicating with any. He's just talking to the air, mm-hmm. and there are hundreds of people listening, mm-hmm. and I mean. It was the only thing I, the way I described it to Bex was inspirational fire and brimstone. <laughs> it's like inspirational Armageddon in a way. Mm. Like the, the things he talks about, in fact, I'm going to read one of his essays on the Maxwell episode today or this week, uh, this Thursday. But I, um, I was listening to him and then he hopped into another room and there, he was letting some venture capitalists ask him questions. Mm hmm. And I stayed up till 11 o'clock last night listening oh, wow. to him. You know, I go to bed at 8. Yeah. But I was on, because 
here's the thing about this. This is like appointment television. Mm-hmm. And here's what this was exciting to me because these aren't recorded. They're, I love the ephemeral nature of it. Yeah. Once you've done it, it's like a phone call. If I call you on the phone and, and Sean was supposed to be a three-way conversation between me and Sean and you, yeah. but Sean didn't join, he can't be like, hey, can you go ahead and send me that phone call? No, it's gone. Right. And I, I really enjoy that about this. It, remember back in the days we had appointment viewing, like the Sopranos come on Sunday at 9 p.m. Mm-hmm. And you had to, you waited all week for that. Yeah. And so, and then last night it was Sam Harris and Kapil Gupta had rooms at the same time. And it was like, well, who do I choose from? Now for me, it's a no brainer. I would choose Kapil Gupta over anyone in the world. Um, and, and he, he had this it was just an amazing experience and I got goosebumps. Mm. I haven't had that from a social media app. This is real social media. And so um, I'm going to do, and hopefully Ryan will join me for this. We're doing a, we're going to be together that day. So, but even if we're not, that's the beautiful thing about clubhouse Yeah. on Sunday, 321. That's March 21st. By the way, 321 is my favorite date. Mm. I like it. Three, two, one. Yes, very, uh, very OCD. Six p.m. on March twenty-first on Clubhouse. Uh, now you have to find a way to get on Clubhouse. You can figure it out if you want to be there. If you have a deep desire to be on Clubhouse, you will figure it out. You and know, we're just gonna get a bunch of tweets asking for invites, right? Well, I mean, I only have like one or two left, so you, I right, can't you, give you one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I'm just prefacing with people listening to this. Like, yeah, you are limited to only so many invites, and. If you invite, like if I invited you mm-hmm. and you didn't accept the invite, it won't let you do another invite. Right. Like right. you can only, yeah. Yeah. And so we'll be on there. I will probably invite some other folks on to talk uh, as well. And I like that you can invite people on. They can ask a question and they can go back to listening in the audience. Mm-hmm. I've just really enjoyed it so far because there are some, there's some deep, meaningful conversations. Like you said, there's some nonsense on there. I'm not going to browse. It's I'm not, not going to hop on there and browse. Yeah. There's nonsense on Instagram. I mean, it's no, no matter what platform you go to. So what are we talking about on March 21st we're, we're on going, Sunday? We're going to have a conversation ab- about, well, we're, we're going to maneuver a little bit. We're obviously going to talk about minimalism, mm-hmm. we're go- but we're going to we're going to talk about the understanding behind the letting go. Mm. And so I found this, this forum, this place is best suited for deep conversations. And so I follow a well-curated list of people mm-hmm. who have conversations. They often disagree with each other. I was listening to another one last night as I was going through editing some of the pictures that Jordan uh, took, and I was uh, just sort of selecting some photos and listening, and I was listening to some people argue. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, this is this is really fast because they were arguing, but in a way that was respectful. Yeah. and. You would never get that elsewhere because of the real-time nature and the ephemeral nature, the appointment yeah. viewing nature, the live nature of it. You can't comment on it, can you? Like if you're a listener, there's no like no. chat room. There's like no it's, text. Like you're literally just on there listening to other people. And if they want to bring you on, they can like send you an invite. But other than that, I mean, there's no way for the people listening to interact with each other. Right. There's There's... It's tech. There's no text. Mm-hmm. It's no video. It's audio only. You see a picture of the person speaking, mm. and it's removed the barrier of entry because, like, to do a podcast like this, we have a talented producer, a talented filmmaker. We have expensive microphones, mm. but with this, it's just your iPhone, mm-hmm. and the conversation is really the the center. Yeah. And so March 21st, 6 p.m. Pacific. March 21st, 6 p.m. Pacific. Join us on Clubhouse. We're going to talk about the deep understanding behind letting go. 
We've got a bunch more surprise questions this week, Ryan. Like, what are the five main reasons everyone is so busy all the time? If you're overwhelmed, how do you ask friends and coworkers to give you space? What is the difference between being busy and being productive? What should I be doing when I have nothing to do? I love that question. Plus a million more questions for The Minimalist. And if you want to hear all that, join us on The Minimalist Private Podcast this week. That's right. We release a private podcast episode every Thursday over on Patreon. Visit theminimalists.com slash support to subscribe and get your personal link so that our private podcast plays in your favorite podcast app. It's cheaper than a cup of coffee and it keeps our show 100% advertisement free. You can follow The Minimalist on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at The Minimalist. Sign up for our email list over at theminimalists.com if you want our show notes in your inbox. You'll also receive our Simple Sunday Minimalist Writings for free whenever we send those. If you have a question, comment, or a minimalism tip for our podcast, email a voice memo to podcast at theminimalists.com. And if you leave here today with one message, we hope it's this. Love people and use things because the opposite never works. Thanks for listening, y'all. We'll see you next time. Every little thing you think that you need Every little thing you think that you need Every little thing that's just feeding your greed Oh, I bet that you'd be fine without it